Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about how this business looks easy from the outside. I had dinner with an investor last night, and they kept marveling at how easy we make things look for these huge projects that we undertake. I'm here to tell you that nothing could be further from the truth. Today's show is all about problems. Problems, problems, problems. They seem to be everywhere. Let's be clear. This is not whining or moaning and groaning, although to some it might sound like that from a distance. See, real estate development projects are conceptually simple, but it's the thousands of details and regulations spanning everything from design to construction to capital to entitlements and even income tax. All of these steps represent an opportunity for a problem. And on today's show, I'm going to touch on just a few. In today's environment, one of the biggest challenges is sourcing materials. I was quoted a lead time for a specialty window of 20 weeks today. Leaving a building unsecured and open to the weather for months while waiting for a window is a problem. It's one that we'll have to figure out how to solve. Another thing we face as developer are objections. It seems everyone has a reason why something can't be done. We have a state transportation authority who can't seem to make a decision on the addition of a traffic signal at an intersection until an environmental assessment is done. Well, somehow, the addition of a traffic signal has been linked to a comprehensive plan for improving the intersection, which in turn has been linked to a long-range environmental impact study. In total, it's expected to take till the end of the decade for all of that work to complete. Now, fortunately, the state is willing to allow the development community, that is, a coalition of developers, to undertake improvements to the intersection at their own expense without the environmental impact study, and then donate the improvements to the state. In short, we can design the traffic light and we can pay for its installation and then donate it to the highway authority and the highway authority will let us do it. But the process to getting to a statement of consent to those improvements was predictably filled with countless meetings, letters of objection, statements that our project couldn't be approved until the traffic problem was solved. Now, this same project also requires us to design and install a sewer lift station because the topography makes it very costly to construct a gravity-fed system. The city then stated, well, if we were going to be approving a lift station, we would have to make it a regional lift station to service not only our own subdivision, but also future subdivisions that haven't even been conceived of yet. And when we asked how much larger we would need to make that regional lift station, we couldn't get a straight answer. We're also working on another residential subdivision. This one's 34 acres where the previous landowner had already zoned the property residential and started construction of 50% of the residential lots. But for some reason, he stopped selling the individual lots and he didn't like paying the higher property taxes associated with the residential zoning, at least on the remaining 17 acres. So he applied to have the other half of the subdivision rezoned back to agricultural so he could save some money on his property taxes. The ministry responsible for management of agricultural land has a completely new set of regulations designed to protect the erosion of agricultural land. We took over the project two years ago, and we've now made several applications to have the property rezoned back to residential. We've made the application three times, or maybe it's four. I seem to have lost count. Each time the application was rejected, it's because it wasn't in the right form. It didn't comply with the new regulations or because it needed to be routed through another agency first. We're working on another project where the forward progress got hampered by a lawsuit. The lawsuit was without merit, but in the meantime, while the lawsuit was pending, no lender would take the risk and advance funding to the project. We've got another project where the land is zoned agricultural, but it's being taxed as if it was a commercial property. So we've got the strange situation of being taxed for use that we're not actually permitted to undertake. We were told by the city that we will need to apply for a zoning change. 
and that we'll need to set up a community meeting and that if more than 23 people petition the city, then the entire project will be put up for referendum, which will add months to the whole zoning approval process. See, we found problems on all kinds of things. Problems on surveys, where surveys from two different surveyors on the same property did not agree. I'm not talking millimeters here. I'm talking discrepancy of 75 feet. And when problems like that surface, you might be wondering, how on earth does this happen? So you get the idea. Each one of these projects are conceptually simple. They're simple, but not easy. However long you think things should take, maybe double it or triple it, or maybe even four times. If you've borrowed the money to fund these projects, you better have a good plan for funding the ongoing cash burn for that property. A huge part of building successful projects is in assembling a team that can creatively solve the dozens of problems that will routinely seem to arise. We approach these projects with a tremendous amount of caution and humility and a posture that we're going to be facing problems somewhere along the way. I just can't tell you exactly where they are. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.